0: Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver Sports Travel. I'm Ben James, and today I'm joined by just one rugby writer, that's Andy Howell. Uh, no Simon Thomas, no Matthew Sackham today. It's just me and you, and Afford. Ben,
0: those boys, half term, and they've taken it all. Taking holidays or time off. I think they're having too much time off.
1: That's exactly what it is, half term. So um, we'll start with the. Uh, some wales news we've got some regions to look forward to but we'll start with wales and uh warren gallan's been speaking a fair bit this week uh you might think he has a book coming out
0: he certainly <laughs> has i've uh, had a preview copy of it in the um in the office um might make a good christmas present for someone bom <laughs> um yeah but he has been uh, he's doing the He's been doing loads of uh interviews um and uh, yesterday he made a surprise appearance at the Wales's Wales his first uh, uh, press call after announcing the um uh, after the squad got together after being announced uh, last week nobody expected him to uh to be there but uh, following some remarks in an interview he made uh, um, at the weekend he uh, he funded up because he'd said at the weekend that uh, you know he, he was um, uh, asked about Wales had he been here uh, for too long he replied uh Possibly, and then said, you know, that there's a lot the bonus at the end of the contract, so perhaps it was worthwhile uh, staying around which is probably the wrong thing uh, to 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 have said. Uh, might not have gone down too well with his employer, the Welsh rugby union, and um, and also he'd um, he'd uh, uh, said about Wales, there was this uh, illusion that Wales playing a different style in New Zealand in 2016, so they scored a couple of good tries. But he said, uh, people all all said, oh, Wales playing a great style of rugby and all, but he did call him. Uh, dumb, dumb yeah. which was perhaps a dumb thing to say Indeed. on his uh, part, because um, you've got to go. You still got to go forward to go uh, to go wide. You can't just throw the ball around uh, willy nilly. Uh, anybody with um, uh, who knows rugby uh, knows that.
1: Well, go back to the comments about staying too long. Is that what he said? Was you know maybe looking at it, he's, he's going to be here 11 years when the 2019 World Cup rolls around in his countrymanagers, and he's saying maybe I have stayed sort of pass my welcome and and, and in, in Wales we've cr- tended to criticise Gatlin for when he's been perhaps blinkered you know when it comes to selecting certain players over and over again even though maybe their form doesn't warrant it uh, and we sort of criticise him for sticking to the same game plan and and yet here he's he's showing you know a self-awareness about himself and his coaching regime and he's also coming into criticism for that is is that the right thing or is it just a case of it's the fact he's alluded to the money, and that's what people are so upset about. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's the fact of uh, the, you know the money. People saying you know he's on a load of money anyway, and uh, you know why make a you know bit of a thing about the uh, about the money? Um, he's probably right, isn't he? Has he been here? Well, has he been here too long? I would have argued four you know four years ago that or before you know that really uh, eight years would have been enough. He should have left after the twenty fifteen World Cup. I think it's the same as. Uh, uh, most things, people get fed up with governments and they just wrote them out of office if they've been in for a long time because they just want to change. People passing Wales uh, would like a, a change. Uh, one thing, though, when Gatlin is gone, uh, maybe people will look back in time and see you know, what, how well he has done for Wales, how well Wales have done during his regime, three Grand Slams, World Cup uh, quarterfinal. Having said that, uh, they haven't won anything since 2013. So, um, but you know, he will. Be, but really, we have been in a in a in a golden
1: era. I suppose what you mentioned there—that's that's probably why he's picked this time to say it because he knows he's only got two more years, and you know, there's no there's no guarantee the coach after him is going to be any good or better than him. So, and especially now that he's he's changed the squad, and we we're seeing a real change in the whale squad at the minute. Probably maybe two three years late. Maybe now he feels comfortable to say. I have been here too long, because he knows realistically he could either you know have a dreadful two years now with a, a much changed squad or, or reinvigorate this current Wales team. But at the end of the day, it's two years left, isn't it? And he'll be gone.
0: Yeah, well, he thinks it. You know, he believes Wales can win the World Cup. Indeed, with the squad they got, you know, if they don't get too many injuries, it can be. You know, I agree with him. It can be very competitive when you look at the um, look at the team on uh, on paper. Really, England shouldn't be uh, on paper. Shouldn't be. Uh, you know, uh, any better than uh, uh, than Wales? Uh, Wales's problem, of course, is is dealing with the Southern Hemisphere uh, uh, big guns. New Zealand haven't beaten them since 1953. Australia beaten them twice since the 1987 yeah. World Cup. Shocking records right? the 12th, Wales are doing a bit better. Wind, uh, yeah, against um, South Africa. Hence the importance of this autumn campaign. Wales, uh, you know, need to uh, need to uh, to beat Georgia and beat two of the and win two of their other matches.
1: So do we believe Gatlin when he says we can win the World Cup then? Oh. Well especially especially with this change of
0: squad. You know Wales could have won a World Cup in twenty eleven. Indeed. If Wales got the final, twenty eleven. I covered it. I don't think the sending off of Sam Balbert was a key moment in that semi-final. I think it occurred a few minutes before that when Adam Jones limped off with a calf injury because uh, they lost that game uh 9 8. Yeah and I think like two of the French penalties came from Scrums because Wales ended up with who said. On the uh, on the tight dead. If Wales got that. The real final in that tournament was the semi-final between New Zealand and Australia. So, uh, it was the intensity of that game was unmatched. It was fantastic. But then come the final, New Zealand were actually cooked. There's no Dan Carter. Um, Richie McCall was playing on one foot. They were there for the taking. France uh, didn't beat them because of a controversial refereeing decision by Mr. Craig Schubert. Really, I thought France deserved to win that game. I'm confident if Wales played in that match, there's a real good chance they would have lifted the World Cup. But as Michael Owen, Grand Slam winner in 2005, said, he was a pundit, said afterwards, you know, he may never get a chance like that again. Uh, Wales went out in 2015 World Cup final stage against South Africa, leading late on, lost the game. You know, in a World Cup, anything can happen, can't it, if you get through your, through your pool, and it depends on the draw. Obviously, the team, you feel most of all, is New Zealand from a psychological point of view. Yeah. And Wales up against those boys in black, as Mike Phillips says. You know some of the boys just don't believe it
1: exactly. And uh, talking of New Zealand, we did touch on it earlier when we said uh, how Gatlin has called some people dumb. Uh, because they he he and the coaches said that they changed the game plan, scored a couple of great good tries in New Zealand in 2016, and people believe they had changed the game plan when they'd done nothing completely. Different. What's you make of that? You know, it's he is he is right in the sense that Wales didn't do anything different. You know, it was the same sort of game plan we've seen since you know twenty ten twenty eleven. But it, it's it's, it's it, calling people dumb, isn't it? That's that's well, that he's done for his, his verbal grenades. But that, that, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's the wrong word to use,
0: isn't it? Because I don't think you can uh, um, describe the uh, you know any made is a generalisation. So I don't think it's fair to call it, say the Welsh public are uh, dumb because some of them really understand uh, rugby. And at the end of the day, these are the blogs. Uh, and, and women who were uh, paying uh, you know Gatlin's salaries because of their interest in rugby through, uh, through watching it so I think he was wrong there but he is yeah, uh, he is right about the style of the play he was sort of applauded over there but it was uh, don't forget where uh, Jamie Robson was in centre where Jonathan Davis and uh, Gatlin is right All, you know you have got to get over the game line hey, so if you just spin the ball along the um, uh, if you just spin the ball out particularly off Second and third phase, and more phases you go through, so it can be harder to, uh, to break down. While well, the, we um, uh, where Wales probably best attacking is off first phase, exactly, uh, and that's your best chance when there's more actually more space on the field.
1: I think. Cause I think that's what I remember sort of being the points that we took away yeah. from that talk. Yeah, um, Well was...
0: they did do in New Zealand, my Ben, is they did attack from beat, uh, deeper counter attack and. You know?
1: Yeah, they did, but yeah. a lot of the tries were down to sort of individual, like individual brilliance, like Liam Williams uh, when he was playing yeah. on the wing. You know, he, he made a break in the handoff. Uh, I think Jonathan Davies a break at their yeah. own twenty-two on it. But yeah. it, it was mainly the off first phase ball or individual brilliance. Yeah. It's, it's when it comes to the sort of repeat phases that they struggle to break teams down. Yeah.
0: The other negative there, of course, was that uh, because Wales did try and uh, keep the ball alive a bit more, meant Wales were making more mistakes <laughs> so and New Zealand were feeding exactly, off them. Yeah so it is a double-edged sword
1: <laughs> but um, even though he said that they didn't change the game plan it does look like we are finally going to see a change of game plan now Look, it is looking like Owen Williams is going to start
0: yeah well un- unless the Scott Williams has been called up for the squad today because of injury That's Tyler thing, Morgan unless they go back to Scott Williams and if they do I don't know how they're going to spin that one uh, it, by all accounts it's looking like uh, Owen Williams might uh, start which seeing his defence from outside half of the weekend, Gloucester against Bath. Even though he was hailed for winning a uh, match with a conversion last kick of the match, I think it was yeah. uh, to win it. Uh, Gloucester will only be because he'd missed two tackles uh, on, on route to Bath, scoring twice. Mr. Falatel had just fended him off once, and for the other ones i someone have gone straight uh, straight through him. So I would thought so I would, I, would, I don't think it's a done deal. He'll play at inside centre for Wales against Australia because Gatlin and Sean Edwards will be really concerned. By that defence, and I'm sure Owen Williams would have been disappointed uh, himself. I'm not ruling out Reese Patchell starting at, t- at twelve.
1: It'd be an interesting one if it does happen.
0: I think that'd be a great experiment. Patchell at twelve because he's got size, he's got speed, he's got skill, vision, hasn't he? He's got a, a, a kicking game. I think he can carry the ball up. Uh, I you know I wouldn't mind seeing him. I'm gonna go
1: there. Yeah, we do. We, you, you do set, tend to see him sort of take crash ball a lot at first receiving for the Scarlets, don't you? That's how McNichol gets a lot of his tries. He's just sort of patch taking it, yeah, off of of the line, sort of crash ball. And he and he can pass out the hands, yeah,
0: yeah, pass out the hands, yeah. And he's you know he times his runs quite well.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. And, and the other thing I suppose with that is that uh, yeah, I know but we question, know question, I I, I like I
0: do like Scott Williams, but you yeah, know, we know what Scott Williams is going to do. So, why in Wales go for broke let's try some of these players to sort them.
1: And you worry with Scott Williams; he's been pigeonholed at Wales because, with the Scarlets, he is a lot more creative. But when he's playing in a Wales jersey, it's almost like he's he's doing Jamie's role, isn't it? Jamie Roberts' role.
0: Well, he does, and he does, a bit more. he does other things. Well, yeah, he scores some really don't... important tries for Wales. have not he? Uncreated Them little yeah. dinks and things.
1: You tend to you tend to you see it less in a Wales jersey <laughs> than you do in a Scarlets jersey, don't you?
0: Yeah. Because um, international rugby's out of me.
1: Absolutely, and uh, so we'll move on from international rugby. We'll head to the regions. Uh, we got four games coming this weekend all four in action uh, we'll start with Dragons they travel to Munster on uh, Friday night that'll be a tough match uh, away form is a bit of an issue for the Dragons they haven't won away since March 2015 against Treviso. Uh so what sort of team do you think they'll you know, put out because the, the thing with yeah, Bernard yeah, in, yeah,
0: in the league they haven't won away they did of break of I yeah, ducked yeah, in the European
1: yeah, U- U- yeah. U- U- Challenge Cup against yeah literally two weeks ago Yeah, but uh, yeah what sort of team are we expecting from Bernard Jammin? because this year, he's been, you know, it's, it's a lot of the away games. He's just taken the precedence off it and focused on the home games. But
0: well, I would have thought there's a chance he target this game, isn't it? Because Munster will probably be, Munster will be without their Irish contingent. Try its Anglo Welsh fixtures then coming up. Yeah. A couple of weeks after that, you know, which is more of a development competition. This could be an opportunity if the uh, Dragons if they go over there, um, you know, with a stronger lineup as they can uh, field. And uh, to do it um, to surprise uh, Munster and uh, and maybe be good enough to get a win and get some confidence for the rest of the campaign away from home. I think this is not a bad opportunity. Of course, you it. know the Dragons, they're playing well. They're showing massive, massive commitment and determination. They're not rolling over in games, but they're still struggling to win matches this season. So you know they've got to start winning
1: a few. What, really? So, what is that? Come, is that coming down to the strength in depth? Strength in depth, I think. They it, it, a it, bit it's, of it is It's the lack. It's the lack. It's the second forty where we're sort of seeing them drop yeah, away. That's right, like the Blues, yeah, that's right. Lose. They were what's it? Twenty one. Yeah. 30,
0: you know, there's not. There? There's not me the bush now. They need to make a few signings for next season. Absolutely. To uh, strengthen and power up. Um, so yeah, it, if they carry on playing like that, they are, but still struggle for wins. Eventually, the players' heads are going to drop a bit. Um, so they've got to start bagging some points on the road and I, I I, think they might have a chance out in uh, Munster because Munster without their Irish contingent it's not, fan, not fantastic on paper
1: have they got the sort of game to edge out Munster or are they going to have to go there and play this expansive game that they've
0: oh, I think that's it I think the Dragons are really like dangerous they like when, play they play, when they play rubber. when they play rugby so I don't think going there and trying to play a tight game be playing in the Munster's exactly. hands. I think they got to go there and test them. Obviously, there's other factors when you, in Ireland. Um, you know, sometimes it can be wet and windy over there, yeah. so you can't always play the conditions. But Dragons last week against the Ospreys, you know, they were re- I, I'd argue they were more dangerous than the Ospreys with the ball. Uh, you know, um, from strike running, early phases, much more dangerous than the Ospreys. When the Ospreys went through loads of phases, they were pretty clueless. To be honest, they were just running into people. Uh, Dragons look really dangerous if when uh, in the first half when they had a chance somebody made a break and then Hewitt ran down the right through the ball back inside Dixon knocked on if they scored anything right in that game it was a real telling moment
1: Yeah because I, I, I was in the office here watching the game myself doing the live blog uh, not doing the tweets I think it was either orders or Tapper doing it but um, the thing I noticed that you know the Dragons early on they want to go wide but it was, it was around the 40, 50-minute mark. They just... Started flagging. It's like, yeah, they started flagging. But it's also... They still want to go wide, but they just become really passive. And you, you've got Gavin Henson sitting really deep, taking the ball standing still and just giving it off to a forward who's then 10 yards behind the game line. It's just... Hmm. I, I just can't see... Well, there's, there's, they're not attacking... They're not, like making the defence make any decisions and I, I, I don't see where yeah. they're going with that game plan because part of it, it it doesn't look to me like it's just fatigue it looks to me like they're out of ideas at that point and that's that's the thing I'm sort of confused about with the Dragons because early on in the game you know they're not going to go wide and they're sharp
0: yeah they're sharp but mind you when you're doing as much tackling as they were yeah, you're not the, winning uh, any turnovers I mean the two blocks they're really missing now is Ollie Griffiths and Nick Cudd Nick's out for the season and Ollie's going to be up for a few weeks because they, 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 they hardly looked like winning a turnover against the Ospreys. so it was easy for the Ospreys to keep ball. I just think the, um, the, the amount of defending they had to do was bound to tell in the, uh, in the end. And then when they had the ball, they were probably trying things because it was such limited possession. Yeah. And uh, it goes back to what I said earlier, you know, they were just trying things when uh, you've got to go forward to go wide. Uh, sometimes, you know, they're trying stuff behind the game, line, it's hard then, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but... It, it, it... It wasn't like they were even trying. It's, it's you know, it's, it's just one up runners off Gavin Henson, because mm. clearly Gav's you know trying to conserve energy. He's just you know get the ball, ship it on. I just I just don't get why they're not playing that way. You know, five yards away from the defence rather than ten yards, because at the end of the day, it just gives the forwards an easier platform to hit up, get round, reset next phase. And I you know it's just it's just. So an you've thing.
0: seen somebody else should be playing outside after the Dragons.
1: No, 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 by all means, no. I think you know. I think Gavin Henson is playing well. He, you know, he's, he's dovetailing well with Angus O'Brien. You know, Angus mm. did well in Europe. Yeah. I just, it's it's a strange thing with Gav. I've noticed in the last game, it's just he's just dropping deeper. Yeah, sometimes, just, sometimes, though, when you're on a back foot,
0: you, you yeah. you've got to drop deeper haven't you? And That's your natural instinct as well. If, because the, what I'm saying is the forward power of the Ospreys. The Ospreys were, outpowered them. Yeah. So the dragons are getting forced further and further back, so that then you are going to be playing deeper anyway. It's a lot harder playing on or near the game line there, if you've been forced back by the sort of ferocity of the opposition defence.
1: But he's normally so good at still taking it to the game line.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is they were just getting forced back in every department they were going forward anyway. You know, the scraps the scraps in the second half were coming from EMAS, wouldn't they?
1: Exactly, yeah. You know,
0: you know, we talk about Steph Evans.
1: It's good to see him back and well, forth. Amos isn't it? is you know, Amos is looking
0: really good, isn't he? You know, either of those could do a job on a uh, on a wing for Wales as a roaming attacker. Though I'd be inclined to go with Steph because his record's so good his season, he's playing so well and he's such an Surely. intelligent player who creates for others.
1: Talking of Steph, we'll uh, move on to the Scarlets because they're also in action on uh, Friday. They're hosting Benetton, uh Parker Scarlets. Which is, you know, it's no longer a guaranteed bonus point win, is it? It's, it's a tough, tough game. You know, you'd think of the Scarlets, it should still be a bonus point win, yeah. But yeah. there's no be- guarantees you know, now with Benetton. Benetton, Benetton,
0: Benetton, Benetton. Benetton formerly Torreso, exactly. extremely unlucky against Toulon in the Champions Cup. You know, they was only late on, they got deprived of victory. Yeah, just a late uh, strong penalty. You, you know, they played, uh, they played really well this season. They rubbed free the, Ro- the Welsh Regis, and they got more points than Dragas, more points than the. Blues and more points than the Ospreys you know the uh, Blues and Ospreys propping up their conference um, Benetton got more um, however of course Italy got some games coming up so Benetton be are probably going to be affected more than the Scarlets by international calls you would just uh, suspect that the uh, depth of their squad is is, is not going to be so good so I would imagine the Scar I'm tipping the Scarlets for a bonus point uh, win year starting to win pivots the Scarlets coach about Benetton and um, last weekend and he said why they've improved. He said Kieran Crowley, ex all black full back. He's known for being a very good coach. He's in his second season you now. Treeso seemed to be having some effect. Plus Pivot said as well the Italian players have got themselves a lot fitter. That's uh, come from the Italian uh, Italy coach Conor She, ex Island full back as well and he thinks that's making a big difference. They're a lot fitter. They're not flag- they are not flagging so much in games. Um you know they have won at the Scarlets before a few a good few years ago and I think they had a bonus point win there. shocked everyone <laughs> Uh, but it's good to see isn't it Italian yeah, rugby's it improved this uh, this season and uh, you know in the other conference as well uh, zebra above the Dragons aren't they you know um, uh, uh, I think they, and, um,
1: I th- the zebra the blues blues and Ospreys isn't it they conference. are in that group they are yeah. Treviso well ahead of the Dragons yeah. aren't they yeah. Yeah. yeah and zebra ahead of the, yeah, uh, the Ospreys. Uh, blues and the Ospreys yeah. you
0: know uh, how many times have we heard calls to <laughs> the Italians to would've be would've kicked now, out how soon will it be before we heard in calls to <laughs> the Welsh some of the Welsh to be kicked out um so okay. yeah, it's is a good outfit, mind. I mean I thought uh against the Blues last weekend the gulf between the sides at the top of the D of the Pro fourteen and the ones at the bottom, near the bottom was uh highlighted by that uh contest. Even though the Blues came back into it, they had a bit of a patch in the second half when the uh the Scarless went into cruise control and nodded off. That uh the Blues came back with two tries to suddenly be one point behind. But then the, uh, the Scalis um, uh, reasserted their authority and by the way got a bonus point win so they were much better than the Blues and really put the Blues in their place
1: Steph Evans just continues to impress doesn't he? He was involved got, in
0: uh, three of the tries yeah, and exactly. scored the fourth
1: I've got a little staff view, since the start of last season he's beaten 98 defenders with ball in hand no other wing in the Pro 14 has beaten more than 50.
0: Remarkable stat, isn't it? And that's how, you know, That sure proves why he should be in the Wales team because what he's so good at is creating for other people.
1: Exactly, it's, it's, a, it's a rugby intelligence and he's not yeah. just to sort of stay on his wing. He, he comes looking for work. It's the yeah. same way the Shane did, yeah. taking the ball at the first receiver.
0: I, yeah, I don't think he's, he's as good a finisher as uh,
1: as uh, Shame, but he's, he's, certainly, as, he's certainly as certainly yeah.
0: as good a creator. Exactly. Uh, Maybe even be more so for creating for other people.
1: Uh, someone else who will feature this Friday, I think, is Hadley Parks. I think he's been released back to the Scarlets now that Scott Williams. Yeah, he's gone
0: back to New Zealand, man, for his brother's wedding. Over the next couple of weeks. Oh, so, right. whether or not he's
1: available this week, I'm not so sure. I think Parks is available this week because mm. obviously, a man we were talking about last week, the bigger mission for the Wales squad, Scott Williams, Yeah, he is now in. Now that Tyler Morgan's uh, been forced down with injury. So, you know, that's that's a big boost for Friday night because if it had been Scott Williams, John Davis, and Hadley Parks all in the Wales squad. You're suddenly looking very short on centre options at the the region.
0: Yeah, you are, aren't you? So, uh, yeah, Parks is a good player, isn't he? For the for them, he played well last week. Um, took his try exactly. yeah. very well. Willis Halalo showed in the inside a bit, and he just went straight through it. Uh, yeah, he's good you know, He's a, he's a new, typical New Zealander. Isn't he? he knows the basics. Just does does them very well, yeah. and uh, he'll be important influence there this week because it'd be interesting going to see whether they can play it outside. Um, at outside half of Patrick will be in a will they pay Paul Asquith the Aussie sands player or will Dan Jones ex Wills Under 20 will he Reece reappear for them Will Jones Will the uh, yeah Rhys Jones more than a bench cover I think because he can yeah. cover a few positions
1: but then without Asquith could play certainly couldn't he yeah that's Given another the option they got, you know but uh, I think it's just good to see the sort of Scarlets back to form after the European, yeah, well, games, in Europe, in Europe, it was. It's it. Was it, was know, top, wasn't
0: it? They had two really close games, didn't they? It could have gone either way against Bath. Uh, okay, I still Bath, would probably boss that game a bit better. The game management was a bit better, played in the right areas. But it was one of those matches in the conditions. It was wet and slippery. Where it just happened to be the team who was leading in the uh, 79th minute was going to win the uh, match. You know, that could have easily been the uh, the the scarlets and uh, against Toulon. You know, they got they for the eighteen points down. Yeah. Not like they are going to take a right batter in, forced their way back in the game, actually took the lead. Probably should, have uh, probably should have won the game. You know, if Halfpenny kicked another penalty, put another one, uh, one of the kicks he missed, uh, there was a chance they might well have won that game. It was a you know, fantastic effort in the uh, uh, south of France. So they weren't far off that. You know, um, it's such a... Um, so competitive isn't it Champions
1: League it just shows the goal doesn't it yeah. from League to, 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 yeah it, you
0: know, showed against the Blues last week when they switched back on if you like the Scalas against the Blues they pulled away again but yeah. in Europe you've know, you got to be on the, on the, 18, well, your foot 18, on the pedal for 80 minutes isn't it
1: yeah uh, we'll move on to the Ospreys then they're in action on Saturday away to Edinburgh ironically the, uh, that was the scene of their last away victory back in March 13 victory over Edinburgh on that day. I remember Sam Davis having no, a very good
0: game. Didn't have a very good game, actually, that day, Ben. People think he had a very good game. No, I apologise. No, People think he had a very good game because he produced one moment of magic to win that game, didn't he? You was thinking a little break here you and a little, yeah, little pass, no, a little flick or something. Yeah, fantastic play. Actually,
1: no, too. Was there a couple of charge days? Uh, I can't remember if they were charge
0: guns but it oh, was yeah. some poor decision making yeah, and uh, right. covering. It wasn't the conditions weren't good, mate. I think it was dreadful conditions. Yeah, it was, I think it was you, it was you game know. So I did, you know. So people say Sam um, was fantastic, but of course, as always, people just pick up on a one that highlighted on it and don't look at the big picture. But um, you know, the yeah. Ospreys uh, since then, the Ospreys have fallen apart. And exactly. Sam has lost confidence himself all since then. Yeah. And Six Nations, which is quite interesting really. It is. Yeah, that's a game. But actually since then, you know, they've been in decline. Because they, they didn't they, they, they lost it, was it Chorizo or something? Yeah afterwards they've lost, they've and lost since quite then they've had they've it, it, you know as you said they haven't won away. Um but recently you know beating the um uh, beating the dragons uh been very competitive against the Saracens and uh, Claremont. Claremont is starting to show uh, some signs but um, they are lacking a bit of penetration uh, behind and um, sometimes they seem short of ideas than attacks particularly the more phases they go through
1: Yeah, For me these last three games just show it, it's sort of harking back to the Ospreys we know of will we'll bully you up front and just force you into a submission but there still doesn't yeah. seem to be any sort of We've heard, you know, we're gonna change the game game plan behind, haven't we? But yeah, yeah. We're but we're still not seeing that.
0: Yeah, do you know why? Because their problem actually lies up front. They haven't gonna have forward ball carriers. They lack ball carriers. They haven't got they haven't got the ball carriers of yeah. old, have they? So they are struggling for ball carriers. Ball carrying last week was Ollie Crack, no. Uh You can't do it all the time. He's not the biggest bloke in the world. And Nicky Smith. They're best ball carriers. They lack in ball carriers. They used to have no. loads of ball carriers, used to have um uh, Ibad, ball carrying Duncan Jones was a good uh, uh, ball carrier um, Goffy Ian Goff could carry, the, uh, could carry the ball Ryan Jones Tia Tia oh, Jonathan Thomas you know they had Jerry Collins, Jerry Collins yeah. you know they, they, they used to bully sides it's so a mission hammer him, they used to power them but they haven't got that anymore and it's like Wales really unless you've got your forwards and that going forward a bit it becomes really hard for your backs, isn't it? Though I must say, there was one book that stood out for me on that pitch last week for absolute class, and that's Ashley Beck. Just back from his latest injury. Nearly always injured, unfortunately. Ashley' shoulder was at this time, or something, been out for a while. I think it was, it was his first appearance of the season, as I And it's certainly oh, a competitive game. And he just shows such nice touches. It's such a shame that that bloke hasn't been able to stay fit over the years because I'm sure he would have had a lot more caps and could have offered heck of a lot of the worst team because, like Steph Evans, he just knows what to do at the right time.
1: Absolutely. Um, speaking of one player who's making his return from injury, we saw one who's going to be set to uh, be out for a very long time. That's Keelan Giles. What a massive blow that was. He's facing reconstructive surgery, uh, serious knee ligament damage such a shame isn't
0: it because um you know this time last year that boy was on fire he was playing superbly scoring tries and keelan's um an example perhaps isn't it of uh you know people are playing well or they inform the team they're playing for is going really well scoring lots of tries you you, the man of the moment you should play for wales and all that now keelan's been playing quite well this season actually yeah. he's doing a lot of work looking for it and all that but, of course, no one's been calling for him for Wales because he's not scoring the tries anymore. And the Ospreys haven't been winning uh, much, right. So, in a sense, he's a victim of uh, circumstances. I still, I think that Keenan Giles is still a top prospect, Definitely. as he was when he was playing for Wales in the 20s. He was absolutely brilliant for them against real top opposition. And he was with the Ospreys uh, uh, last season. If he was playing for the Scarlets, he'd be scoring loads of tries. Absolutely. Simple as. Or if he was playing Super Rugby for the Crusaders or someone, he'd be scoring loads of tries. off in New Zealand because he is a real good prospect. he said you know it was such a it was sad how it happened last week in Ash and he would come across the cover did a football the ball was loose did a football tackle read it try and kick the yeah, ball and he caught know, him just, and he you know uh, he just hope that Keelan comes back and he's uh, still as sharp as ever
1: I've seen some people sort of calling for Ashton Hewitt to be cited for that but it's just a case of
0: I thought he tried to tackle a ball with his
1: feet yeah you can Which see you can, do. I've it? watched it back a couple of times because I wanted to see mm. just quite what Ashton Hewitt did and what it is he sort of he slowed himself he's just trying to kick the ball in the touch yeah. but he's He's done it in quite a cautious way that he's managed to get his body out of the way. Meanwhile, Keelan Giles has flown in just trying to fly, hack it through to the mm. dry line and he's come off worse.
0: He had a collision on legs almost. It's, it's,
1: yeah, it's 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 a horrible injury. Really hope that Keelan Giles comes back yeah. near to what he was because yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, isn't it? You know, yeah. Knee a, surgery.
0: It's a blow for the Ospreys as well because Jeff Hassler is another one who's regularly injured and uh, Eli Walker, you know, doesn't seem to play much, does he, with his injury
1: problems. So they are short for wingers. Corey Allen is another one, but, you know, he's...
0: Yeah, he's he um, sometimes struggles he,
1: with injuries, doesn't
0: he? He's had a lot of injuries over the years. And is he a centre or is he a wing? I think he could be able to play on a wing quite a bit for the Ospreys now.
1: They do turn to him in the sort of big games, don't they? Yeah, you know yeah I he's done
0: right on a wing. He did well for of Wales on a wing in the summer. Yeah, they played him against yeah, so the Scarlets
1: because they want yeah. to play in that physical game, don't
0: they? Yeah, he's slimmed down quite a bit. Might have said all that, uh, Corey. Just uh, trying, I guess, I guess a more speed.
1: Mm. But, you know, he could still uh, for a winner You know, he can still sort of. Yeah, shift his weight it's a bit more
0: in mind than just phone um, his weight wrong
1: oh, I, know, I definitely agree yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah we'll move on to the final region that's the Cardiff Blues they're hosting the other Italians team that's Zebra uh, a win would actually put them above the Italians never thought we'd say that and off the bottom of Conference A uh, but they're coming off the loss to the Scarlets last weekend what, what positives can they take from that you covered the game Andy Sorry, Ben. You're not the oh, yeah,
0: heard what you yeah. you heard what you said. i was struggling to come up with a positive. Uh, ben, <laughs> just testing you. Here we go. Uh, well, the, the positive was that they uh, came. You know, they came back in the uh, second half. They had a uh, when he had a bit of chink of light and he scored those uh, couple of tries. Positive is and uh, is uh, Alalolo and um, Ray Lilo in the centre. They're really good with the ball. I know that they are great defensively, mind. I think there's a few holes in their defence, but uh, with the ball in hand, they're dangerous. For the, uh, they're dangerous for the opposition. And uh, playing zebra will be without their Italians. They could be uh, could be right up their uh, right up their street. Um, blues. Obviously, they got got a lot. Of kids. They had a lot of kids playing up front. I think it's a difficult one for the Blues and for their coach Danny Wilson. He's basically serving his notice because he said he's off at the end of the season. He says now he's going to develop kids for the rest of the season. Is that what the Blues hierarchy above him want? I'm not sure. Surely they should still be aiming to reach the Champions Cup. Wilson thinks the Champions Cup is beyond the level of the Blues, but you still got to be striving to finish as high as you can in uh, in a league. So I think it's a dangerous road to go down because the um, supporters will, will uh, demand wins and that and I don't think the Blues on Blues they've still got a strong on paper they've got a strong squad so uh, you know they should be winning some of these matches
1: yeah I, th- I think I think they've had their hand forced by sort of a few key injuries in the front row back row and all that but in a way it's, it's almost strange because since Danny Wilson's announced his exit and that was after the Connor game wasn't it their first game yeah. of the season they, they've almost turned a corner If in, in performances if not in actual results you know they Went to Munster. Yeah. Put in a very good 40 minutes.
0: they got a pretty and good record against Munster. They I mean, always play well against them, which is good. Yeah.
1: Uh, then it was, I think it was the Dragons after yeah. that. yeah, Came came back in the second half, beat them fairly convincingly. Two wins in Europe yeah. against French opposition. And now, you know, obviously, it's a 30-17 loss to the Scarlets. But second half, they, they got within a point and they were very clinical. Mm. And then, you know, the Scarlets pulled away as, as they have done to many teams in the league. Mm. So I, th- I think it's, you know, there are some positives there for the Blues. It's just... Uh,
0: yeah, they had a good win at Connacht as well.
1: It was a very good win, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, yeah, against the Scallis. I actually thought the try that Steph... Evans created when he kicked inside for Jonathan Evans. the Blues if anything, was a bit lazy in defence, no one was covering that. Should have been.
1: That was was that straight after straight Lloyd's the restart.
0: Try. Yeah, yeah. Were well, they right back in the game? Lloyd Lloyd worked really hard to score that try. The ball just appeared in his hands. <laughs> with Johnny McNichol lost there, but he had it. Worked really hard, and I thought it was a good try. You know, he showed a lot of determination to go over there so then uh, the bugbear the Welsh game in general he's losing re- restarts isn't it ones you should win they lose the restart and the scarlets go and score go wide wasn't it yeah.
1: Nickle won the restart they went wide and yeah. then Steph Ellis just kicks inside uh, doesn't he yeah
0: you know he spotted it didn't he that's what I mean about him creating he spotted the space where it was he saw Jonathan uh, Evans running up was in support they both worked together they were I think communicating for the ball on a 6 for him and there's no one from the Blues um, uh, covering scrambling really to cover that sort of thing why well, there wasn't a sweeper you know, coming across yeah. um, blues. You would expect them to. I still expect them to beat zebra at home. They've got to be. You know, they've got. To, I mean, this is a big match so. for them um, because uh, you know, if it's a probable eight-pointer, isn't it? If zebra would have win this game, but I would have thought the The uh, blues should have more depth than uh, than uh, zebra. So uh, I hope that zebra come over here. Actually, believing they can win and write up for that.
1: Hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right then. Well. Uh just to finish we'll do some predictions Dragons way to Munster what are we expecting?
0: Uh, Munster uh, I still think the Dragons will have a go at them but I think Munster will pull away in the last 20 minutes win that one
1: so no no, no losing bonus point?
0: yeah um, no
1: no Uh what was next uh, the Scarlets against Benetton at home I
0: think there could be quite a few points in that uh, quite a few uh, points in our match I think Benetton was Score some points, but I think the Scarlets, you know, it could be quite a nice score and a fair expecting a bonus point win for the Scarlets.
1: Lovely stuff, Ospreys. a Trip up to Edinburgh. Oh, 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 oh
0: this is the one, isn't it? This is really interesting. One I mean, Edinburgh are a Funny team as well, and it? one minute really, you know they look very really funny, yeah. Like they turn
1: the corner themselves. Yeah. Like the
0: Cocklebutt. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always think this could be really tight, and, and I'm going to tip Edinburgh. Edinburgh to Chase win much? Old Tavi, old he Welsh did, boy. Did
1: very well last week, didn't he? I think he, he
0: kicked them to victory a week after, yeah, there uh, injuring his knee. That's right, man. thought, oh, there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he yes typical Jason re, uh, recovery. Yes, yeah, good. To, good to see him playing well up there. Absolutely. Uh, boy from the Dragons region. Um, I just think Edinburgh at home. I think that they they will just about they'll just about edge that match. Ospreys losing bonus point.
1: Okay, and then the Cardiff Blues at home to Zebra.
0: Uh, Blues Going for the Blues I think they will ship some points Uh, But I think uh, I I think the boys there Alalolo, And uh, The hot steppers The hot steppers uh, Lilo uh, They could end up getting uh, I think they'll end up getting a bonus point out of that Might be tough for an hour But I think they'll run away with it It was the end
1: Well, there we go then. That's Andy's predictions. You can check if he gets them right by following Wales Online this weekend for all the latest news and results.